No, this I never is heard the biggest that. song in the world, apparently. It's kind of like oh. the cat daddy, that quick little one second. <laughs> yeah, that joint be on like the, 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 the Instagram reels or the TikTok reels. Like get ready with me. It'd be the get ready with me, like nigga cooking something, cleaning or some shit. You used it, maybe? Be you saw shit it? Shit good for everything. Yeah, you, can about, you can tell by the way he's scratching the back of his neck. He got that lined up for the next fucking <laughs> <looking> video. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh shit. Change the topic. That's up. I've been revealed. I've been exposed. Man, man, get the fuck, man. The color of the sky's purple. We've had another night on cloud nine. That's when feelings start to show. I guess I will believe it. Guess I will believe it. I heard season two, episode two. We got another great episode in store. We're gonna be getting into four bats, which is the artist that's been going viral on TikTok. You probably heard him, um, like the real angelic voice he got. We're gonna be getting into him, breaking him down, do a little case study, seeing is he is he the, is he the one? Is he the next man up? Then we're going to get into my segment club, Che Che, Take Care Turn, 10 years old, or it went diamond this year. So we're going to be getting into that, breaking that down. And we got some more in store, man. We're going to get into the scissors single, the whole nine yards. But go tune in on the Instagram, Unheard Podcast. Go tune in on the Twitter, Unheard Pod One. Let's get into it. Is the music industry really the music industry if we don't have industry plant talks once a year? You know, I feel like it's almost like industry bingo. For every year, you got to have an artist that's discussed in those industry plant talks if the, you know, the feeling is really going to be there. How do y'all feel about four bets? I've seen, like, obviously there's been hella hype on socials, um, you know, cosigns from SZA, all these different artists. Drake was at the Drake show. Um, but how do y'all feel? I've seen a lot of different mixed reactions. I mean, damn, you came out the gate and already projected industry plan on this, man. I, I didn't even know we was no, taking No, I didn't project it. I'm just saying that's what I'm just saying. Journalism that's major. Vance knows how to frame things without like commenting. <laughs> he knows how to give his opinion without giving his opinion. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I'm just saying how how the narrative, what I'm seeing, you know, I'm just relaying what I'm seeing. I'm just kind of documenting the the, the, the takes and discussions that I'm hearing um, amongst He's good. my peers. He's good. How do you feel, Chance? You're the you're the R and B connoisseur of the podcast. Does this make your radar? Are you like getting bleeps? Are you? Do you think you found gold? What's going on? I actually ran the songs, um, and they're cool. I like them. Um, you know who's I'm, been getting, I'm, I'm, who he's been getting compared to most, right? I know yeah. Brent. Yeah, yeah no. That you were early on Brent. You you claim to be no, the first nigga on this Brent. Is, not, is this the this same is feeling? Not, this is not that. The songs are okay. like a minute and thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and it's looped like not a, there's not a whole lot to, to delve into here and it's two songs so listen <laughs> that's why i want to talk about this i'm not i'm not inserting my opinion um but I'm, i was just surprised to see that was the biggest thing for me and i'm not saying pump the brakes maybe people know something that i don't but even in his apple music description bro they talk about how much money and how much support is being thrown behind him so there's no denying it no hiding it wait let's um, read the description yeah let's just read it i heard apple music been going crazy with the with the descriptions i don't know if they have chat gpt writing them or what but 
Yeah, I'm going to read the description. So, description. Mysterious Dallas-based singer Four Bats make atmospheric R&B songs that are tender, seductive, and yearning. He was the subject of a major label bidding war on the strength of two viral 2023 singles, including the Billboard Hot 100 charting, Act 2, Date at 8. I love how they make it sound like a historical thing. It sounds like a museum entry. Like that shit wasn't <laughs> three shit weeks ago. Day. <laughs> this shit is 2023. Right I'm like, I'm like, like two weeks ago? <laughs> he was the subject of a bidding war. They're still bidding. It's still, it's still bidding. That's um, interesting, though. So, yeah, when Apple Music is just openly admitting to that, like you, you're talking about, I didn't know he was on with Drake and, and Ye and Ty Dye and SZA and all these big names. Um, or not Ty Dye, Timbaland. Ty Dolla Sign co-signed too. You, you um, just throw out names, they probably co-signed them. At this <laughs> probably, he probably mentioned them. So I have a question. Since you since you think he an industry plant, do like, All right. so how does it work? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nigga flipped that so strategically. Like, <laughs> okay. I don't think he's an industry plant. I don't know what an Alleged. industry plant is. I think low key, if you're like getting accused of having of being an industry plant, I feel like you're doing really well. <laughs> your motion is up. So what's your question, Chance? He's thinking fans masterful way his words, boy. <laughs> you could just get your way out of anything, boy. I would just I would just admire that. But not yet. No, your, serious, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt your question. No, no, no. No. Um, my, my point with my point being like how does one garner so much support in such a short period? Like, let's let's say when people get signed on to a label, it's like we're trying to boost this artist up. And I guess, you know, you got friends in the industry or y'all affiliate with the same label. I don't know how it works, but are they like, yo, boost him up? Like, you know, shout him out, like post him. Or do these artists really be doing that 100% on their own accord? Um, I'll say from experience, a lot of like the social stuff is like, pretty random you'll find out that like artists are big fans of other artists but you would be super surprised of like who they want to work with or uh, like our favorite artists who they're in studio sessions with it'd be artists that we never think they're working with and stuff like that so a lot of that really can be genuine and you know when he is kind of all over instagram and everybody's talking about him you know it's not going to be surprising that he comes across the desks of you know SZA and the yays and the drakes and stuff like that especially when you know, in this game, like especially rap, R&B, like you attach yourself to something like young and cool. Like Taj was talking about it last week. Like that's a that's a token, you know, that's like that's 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 currency. Um, but, you know, at the same time with four bats, like he had a interesting situation where he signed this thing called a production deal, which is where like you basically uh, will sign to a label or an individual. And then that person will then take you to um, bigger labels and kind of really present like a really nice pitch. You know, it's almost like, you know, in basketball or sports, like a kid in high school might get like a handler or, and then they have like a bunch of connections to certain high schools and that high school will have connections to Duke or Kentucky. And like, maybe that kid just gets an easy path to Duke and then to the NBA. Like that is, I'm not trying to say like it's easy or whatever, but it's, it's similar in the sense that you kind of give your career to somebody else in that preliminary stage and then kind of have them um, help you out. So the distributor he saw, or the, I guess the company he signed with was Vidya, um, which is like a tech company that helps like a ton of independent artists, almost like a distribution company. And then um, 
that company was just bought by Apple, acquired by Apple a few weeks ago. So, I mean, if y'all know anything about Apple's bag, I mean, y'all saw the Vision Pros. That's four bets. Every pair of Vision Pros is a couple four bets marketing dollars. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but, um, you know, he's definitely got backing. I think we just got to see what happens, you know. It's early, and I think now things move so quickly, and, like, people that are hot, like, I just feel like moments are, like, so many flash-in-the-pan moments. Um, and I just think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he really follows up. You know, we don't know if he can perform live. I, like, a lot of people don't even really know what the nigga looks like. Um, and I think we're in a time where we're seeing less and less artists try and make it off of being mysterious. So I think he's kind of up against that, too, for, like, the first time in a while, where, like, the mysterious artist, it doesn't have the you know, advantage where I felt, whereas I felt like in the SoundCloud days or maybe even like heading into the pandemic, the mysterious online artist was like who people were fans of. I think so normally I don't even really pay attention to artists until they drop a project. Like it was the whole Tommy Richmond thing with Vance and it's like, listen, Tommy Richmond. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I want to listen to a full <laughs> project. <laughs> but like, I, you can't really avoid four bats at the moment. Like I, I go to Instagram, every type of story is from like, whether it's like niggas posting a black screen with the fucking shroom emoji listing their prices or like girls getting ready with like makeup, it's four bets. So I'm like, all right, can't really avoid them. So I might as well just like learn as much as I can. So I did like he's not even the crazy part is he's got two songs. The first song was act one and he shows his face there. Like he looks like little TJ. <laughs> like he looks like a normal nigga. And it's like, all right. Then the act two, that's the one that like really blew up was the whole ski mask thing, which I've seen like some people call it a gimmick. I guess it is a gimmick. I mean, he shows his face and he doesn't show his face. Then the one where he doesn't show his face and it's like this juxtaposition of like Chance said, the angelic voice versus a ski mask. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> so it's like that gimmick kind of works. So now it's like, is he trapped to the ski mask? Like, <laughs> I'm interested. Act three comes yeah. out this Friday. Does he have to stick with the ski mask now just for like that push pull of like voice versus face? Like, I feel I don't like he's know, been it. walking around with the ski mask. I feel like I've seen him in public with the <laughs> ski mask. He's kind of committed to the bit. Yeah, it's like, damn. So now he's like locked into the ski mask image. And it's like, I'm just really curious to see where his career goes. Like right now, Chance mentioned the whole label bidding war. Basically, every label was like bidding multi-millions for this guy. So who's he going to sign with? How fast does he do a project? Like, does he drop before the steam runs out? Like, I think he's a very interesting case study for 2024. Do you think the jig is up, Chance? I mean, like, only asking you as, like, the main primary R&B consumer, like, if you hear Act 3 or say he does, like, an Act 4 and they sound akin to Act 1 and 2, like, are you, would you buy more stock? Or is this, like, an act you would, like, you're keeping an eye on? Like, what is, uh? do you think, do you think, like, how long do you think he can do the high-pitched voice with the, you know, lo-fi kind of R&B beats before, you know, fans start complaining because, you know, fans are going to fan all the time. It's an interesting question. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, the album is not next. Okay. I feel like maybe. <laughs> You're the A&R right now. Let us, let yeah. us know the vision. Let us know the, the play. album is not next. statement. There's a single The album is not next. There's just not much to go off. I'm gonna be honest. There's not much to go off. Like it really is just two songs, and they're short songs. And there's that's kind of like the the bread and butter. It's the 
the voice. And so do you guys think people are fans of formats or they're fans of these songs? And that's 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 what I'm trying to get at. I'm like, I don't really know who this four bass cat is. I know what he's making. I like it. I like what I'm hearing. It does go well in the background of a video or a TikTok or in a commercial. Like it has all that appeal, and it does sound it does sound good on its own. But it still is just like I think we've been talking about that for years now. Like, do what, what do songs become now? This sort of like when you're trying to go viral on TikTok or like that's like the main medium now where people are, are really blowing up. Like it, it feels like if, if a nigga took, you know, how when you see the Adobe commercials and they like take a, a, a picture of you and they be like expand and they make it like they show you the background. Yeah. That's kind of how like these songs feel. It feel like, all right, let's take like this 15, 20 second snippet from TikTok. That sounds really good. Like whatever. It sounds like a, a TikTok viral snippet. And then let's like just expand it and make it a minute and a half, two minutes. And that's all we got so far. So I don't I don't know. Like I feel like Yeah, I feel like it's unfair to like not unfair, but I feel like it's just such an easy so I'm trying to think of a way around saying it, but it's like when you do go up off of like TikTok or one of those like, you know, on the radar type things and you don't come with like a ton of personality, I think like it's hard for me to say that they're fans of you the artist, but at the same time, like Chance said, you only have two songs, so what is there to really be a fan of anyway? Um, so both of you, would you guys buy stock right now, or you know, are you waiting? I feel like the prices. I got already too high. It's too high. I'm not gonna lie. If Act Three and he's three for three, then it's like, damn, you the stock gonna be even higher. Yeah, but even if Act Three, Act Three can sound like Act Two, and people will still like it, but that might not mean I'm putting a lot of stock. That's into what I'm it. saying. It's like Ice Spice. Like, that's what we was asking about Ice Spice. It's like, this is cool. Like, one song, two song, three song. But, like, can you make an album of this and then repeat that several times? Right. Like, I was, that's what that's what we're asking ourselves right now. Like, I was thinking about Ice Spice because she was the one last person I remember, like, really coming up off, like, a viral moment like this. But, like, with Ice Spice, it felt like there was kind of more to, like, sink your teeth into. And, like, you could tell people were fans of Ice Spice, like, off rip. It wasn't just, like... I'm a fan of Munch because like Munch was such a silly song. It was like you can't be that big of a fan of Munch. Like you kind of want to gravitate towards this person, and she's from mm-hmm. New York. Like Four Bats, it's like I don't know if people are. That's why I'm not buying stock. I don't know if people just like the song and the sound, and that's like, like he's clearly talented, but it is an easily repeatable sound. Like I know five different artists with that sound right now. So it's right. like, did you just kind of find the right combination of making it look hard and matching it with the sound? They call people off guard. Are people like really going to translate to being your fans? Which is why I'm not buying stock yet. I'm not going to lie, though. I didn't see the video until I feel like after the song. So do you it think... A, it was a video that got everybody into him. But you think most people are resonating, like most people who are talking about it. Not just people who are listening, but most people who are like on Twitter adamant about it or just speaking on him in general. It's because of the video. No, yes. I think like the music the music is good, but it's because of the video that they even heard the music. Like there's a lot of people right, doing yeah, the sound asking, right like, now. What came first? It's a bunch of it's yeah. a bunch of niggas in a shiesty, and then he starts singing, <laughs> and like you said, it's angelic. Like that's that's the that's the play. That's the that's the bait, you know, that brings you in. Now, like what everything else, you know, that's left to, you know, unfold, but that video is definitely the one. And I think that's the right move, but 
I think it is one of those examples. I'm not like trying to put any type of projection on it because it's early, of course. But like, I think this is a prime example for like artists to see like, you know, Forbats has a production deal. He set up for it kind of, but like, it's not easy to, you know, blow up overnight. You know, a lot of people kind of desire, desire that or kind of complain about the slow grind. But it's like, if you were to have a hit song overnight, would so you much even know how to deal with that? Up. Yeah. So um, that's what I was going to get to. I'm like, that's another thing. I feel like he's a low key put him in a tough situation because nigga already had these lofty expectations because we talking about how much money going behind this shit. We talking about the people co-signing him. Like, or you can stay independent. If this nigga drop, if this nigga maybe, you know, if this nigga is hot for six months and just drops another dud and then just disappears into the abyss, we're going to be like, it was kind of like the thing with, um, what's his name? Um, bro from Memphis and Drake when they did Look Alive. Black boy, Black JV. boy JV. Yeah, it could either go that way, where it's just like this nigga maybe give us one or two more, maybe <laughs> like hop on, like a big nigga hop on his song and then like we never hear from this nigga again for real. Or it could go like the like the Kid Leroy way type shit. Yeah, where it just like blows up like fully. Where you just like, blow up like right, he get the cosign from Juice, and then that's it. Like I think that's what that's is I think it could only go one way type shit. I don't even know if there's a middle ground. Or could it go to Ty Dollar Sign way where like this nigga just a feature artist on a bunch of these songs? Cause I feel like he would sound great with a That's my get thing. A, you know what I mean? You get a producer in there with SZA and you, you just he just you just need bro for the vibes or the harmonization or whatever. I feel like there's so many routes he could go, but there's so much pressure now. Cause it cause it happened so fast. Like you literally have two songs, like if I like you and I want to go back into your catalog and dig and see what you're doing, you literally have, I have nothing to, to, to go off. <laughs> Four nothing minutes to of music. <laughs> yeah, commercial right. break worth the music. <laughs> so, and just like, damn, I already have this expectation. Or you drop, it's like, did you drop your best shit? Did you peak at the beginning? Like, can you follow this up? That's 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 what I'm saying. Can you follow this we'll up? We'll honestly have all our answers once he signs with the label or chooses to stay independent. Like, who he, who he signs with will tell you everything about them facts it's like getting drafted yeah <laughs> i just want to put this out there because this has been on the mind for weeks it four bats will go crazy if he announced like his label like the niggas do with their college recruitment like he had hats <laughs> that had like atlantic <laughs> Inner put a ski mask. And he like just put one up or ski mask. From yeah, he, ski like, mask. Put, <laughs> he puts one on and like nah takes it off and like everybody in the back is like going crazy. Like if they really did a high like high production value like version of that like recreation, that would go crazy because that's really yeah, what that the vibe is around four bats. It's like what school is he about to go to? <laughs> anyway, that's my final thought on that. Should we get an unhurt quick break? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'll do I have someone I'm dying one. to play? Okay, go. Are you asking or you do? Yeah, I was asking myself. I do have something I'm dying to play. Um, this is an artist from the UK. Kind of like R&B. Um, her name is Kendressa. I think that's how you pronounce it. Q-E-N-Q-E-N-D-R-E-S-A. Kendressa. Um, she makes kind of like real, not traditional R&B, but it's almost just like it's like how people will take the old sound, like the groovy 70s, 80s sound, but kind of make it a little modern, like The Weeknd did on the Dawn FM stuff. Um, and she just dropped this new single called Too Much. It's great music. I said I want it all for me. 
Loki has to cover that shit, bruh. 21 Savage? No, the, the, the stage, bruh. Stage? What stage? The nigga getting his girl taken on the stage, Oh, bruh. the Omar Lay. Getting, yeah, getting like, a girl taken by a nigga with one hit song like, crazy. I feel like we have to cover that shortly, bruh. Shortly. Because that's nuts. Like, that's... Omar Lay? For y'all who don't know what we're talking about, I mean, you have to be living under a rock, but um, I believe, what, Nigerian? Is he Afrobeat artist? Omale? Yeah. Yeah. Um, was doing a concert in the UK, you know, a lot of Afrobeat fans out there. Um, and I guess he has a section, like a part of his show, um, a la Tiana Taylor, where he'll take a fan kind of like on stage and like behind a drape do like some like sensual dancing like all type of shit with like a random girl from the crowd right and it just so happened to be that um the girl that got taken on stage at this show last week last weekend um was with her boyfriend and you know it was it was of seven years apparently. no it wasn't it wasn't was seven years. years no misinformation it was only oh, one shit. year it was only one year it was a rumor that damn. All right. that's why i was really hurting for bro because i was like damn seven years of your life and this is how y'all go out but dog like the thing that's you know me thinking on the journalistic front, like the doc, like they might need to give some Pulitzer prizes. I don't even know what like journalism awards get handed out, but they had angles and documentation of every single shot to get his reaction, to get her walking on stage. Like they said, right when he like picked her out and then like turned around, she like walked away from him, so she looked like single. Yeah, this was documentary ass footage. Like, like you know, in the documentaries when they like prefacing like what's the next scene. They had security. And they just show. They had security in the background, like pointing at him. They said just in case he. Yeah, he, I need the cutaway interview out. of security. Like what they were thinking in the moment. <laughs> like they were like, yo, he might a, ter- a terrorist attack might occur right now. Like we might have to tackle him if anything happens because he might crash out. Um, I just gotta ask y'all, like, if is like, is there any artist like? Well, one I have to no. ask in that situation: no. are, y'all, are y'all leaving? Are y'all are y'all are y'all walking out? Are y'all walking out the show immediately? Like he was standing there shaking. No, his I'll head, be like him. I'll of, watch in disbelief. You got to let that really turn you into a villain in real time. You got to see that death. You got to build the narrative. You got to exactly. put in pain. Yeah. I feel like I feel like look, man. She just did too much. Like, look, I'm not gonna say, look, man. We had a show. 
you can't do nothing crazy. Like, if you just want to go up there and dance, like, if Usher wanted to take... Nah, no, actually. Crazy. <laughs> that's a crazy... <laughs> that's a crazy thing. Wrong nigga. Wrong nigga. Just, 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 just don't worry nothing I said. Um, nah, she just did too much, though. It's the crux of it, bro. Like, I... I I don't know if I would have did it personally, but I ain't tri- like I wouldn't. I'm not tripping off her just going off the state, but y'all going behind the curtain and then she was doing too much. It's just like uh uh-uh. uh, doing too much. And like uh, with the thing that's interesting was that she was there with her friends and him, which I feel like was already kind of a setup. Like, are y'all going to a show? For like a artist that like your girl and her friends love, like are you going there as like the boyfriend of like? One of the, or do you know that that could be a potential trap? Are you kind of other red flag though? She was just fanning out too much. Like she was about to pass out when they panned her at the at the front of the barricade. Like you fan like you fanning out about you fanning out like this. Are so you saying anybody? basically like when I get when I get tickets to this next show, I have to get like the balcony? I ain't saying you gotta get the balcony. Like you could be at the front if you want to see the show, but you doing too much. Like you finna crying shit about to jump the barricade. When this nigga talking about who you want to pick to bring up there. I'm not tripping about that. I'm not tripping about the crying part. Like, you're a fan of the artist. Yeah, I'm all lady damn. It's a good song. <laughs> Go cry. But bending over, <laughs> straddling yeah, this nigga sweet. behind the curtain, it's like, all right. <laughs> what do we do? Oh, that's sick work. That's sick work, bro. That's uh, sick work. Yeah. And you know it was bad, too, because the women wasn't even like, they weren't even like prayer or nothing in the comments. <laughs> they was like, damn. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The footage, the footage, the footage after they had her with her friends, and then the guy pans, and you see him walking away slowly, like to the train station. And like you hear the girls, they're like, you know how people say it, 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 it's not that bad. It's not as bad as it looks. It was that bad. It was that bad. No. <laughs> it was special commentary. Um, I would have just Stefan Diggs that shit. I would have just stayed there the whole night. <laughs> you would have saw me there while the nah, fucking nigga, stage nigga. hands were pulling down the mm-hmm. stage, while they were pulling down the thing. Yo, <laughs> I would have been there all night just yo. watching. <laughs> like, nah. Stephon I'm going to get my back next year. Stefan Diggs at the Oh My Lay show is crazy. Staying in the venue until they kick well, you no. out. Just watching. <laughs> Same Maybe position. Maybe they all together for seven years. And you said it was just one man. Like, nigga, cut your losses. Get the fuck. The night is still young. We got some honeys out there. See what you could do. Yeah, man. I think Kaisenat is like having him on stream and trying to get him on stream, collab to like get him another girlfriend. He's he's like he's quick. The niggas over there on Kaisenat team, they too quick. <laughs> bro is up. Bro is up. Kai gave him twenty k. Shardy did all that, bro. Gave went, him home, went home with nobody for the night. Yeah, Kai gave him twenty k and he hosted like a twenty versus one shit with that nigga. He had the Michael B. Jordan basketball game eyes after the Lori shit. He was just depressed the whole time. <laughs> he was hurt. All the women yeah. he saw, he wasn't seeing anything. He just yeah, saw he wasn't emptiness. feeling it. Yeah. I feel you. I'm sorry. I just had to cover that. I feel like that was just bombastic, mm-hmm. a bombastic occurrence that happened in, in the music space. When you got the women and the men in consensus, because you know we just be liking to go against each other. Yeah, there when were no gender wars. You know, you know you was dead wrong, huh? <laughs> there ain't no question about it. <laughs> Uh, what's next? What do you want to? You we want to get into Club Che Che? I mean, I feel like it's a perfect time to transition into uh, you know Marvin's room and, and take care. <laughs> yeah, we can get into it, man. Um, so do we want to talk about the viral tweet first? Like, yeah, let's play. Let's play down by Omale. Then we're gonna get the viral tweet. She loves me when I'm drunk. She loves me when I'm jobless. She loves me when I'm wrong. Even when I don't need love. Yeah, she loves me like that. 
damn, damn, damn Like damn, 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 damn She loves me when I'm drunk She loves me when I'm jobless She loves me when I'm lost Even when I no need love, yeah She loves me like damn Like damn, damn, damn Like damn, What's the opposite of a friend? Enemy? Enemy of the show, Anthony Fantano He tweeted yeah, definitely enemy <laughs> he tweeted, okay, just testing the waters here because I'm saying discourse. Can a 10 out of 10 al- album have skips on it? In my opinion, yeah. What, like, like what, like what, what classifies a skip? Like an unlistenable song or like... <laughs> like you skip on it. Just a, <laughs> it's a very... just a regular list. Like I always skip it. Like you listen to the album, the song comes on, you're like, no, nah, I don't really want to hear this. Skip. Like you would press skip on it. Like I, I don't want to hear it because I'm not in the mood or I don't want to hear it because it's like... Just relatively as quality as the other songs on the album. It's just not good. Not that's why, that's why I hear like that's why I hear like I he, like hierarchy has to exist within the album, right? Like I'm gonna have to like certain songs more than other songs. Like all my favorite albums of all time. Like if I'm running through them, like especially if it's albums I know I love and like I know the track listing by heart. Like if I'm running through them and I'm on track like at the end of track two. And like I know track four, like I'm really in a mood to hear that. Like even though track three is fire, like I might have played track three a ton of times, like I might just skip it. But I don't think that's like a skip, you know? Like I, because I think chance, like I think a skip, like saying that like an album has skips it's on it. It's unlistenable. I feel like, like it's unlistenable. Nigga, I'm never listening to this joint. Yeah, every like, time it come on, I'm skipping it. Like I wouldn't even let it ride, like in the car. Like I wouldn't let it play next. I would, like I have to skip it. Here's what the, here's what the three top comments. The three top comments said you're allowed to skip interlude skits on a 10 out of 10, but that's it. Second top comment said no, 10 out of 10 means perfection from start to finish. Third said yes, 10 out of 10 is a feeling, not a logistical outcome. Yeah, I'm more on the feeling and not like the number. It's not like physically 10 out of 10 songs, like perfect, like every single song was perfect, like hit the same, like. Nah, if there's if there, I ain't gonna lie. If there's like one, especially depending on the length, but if there's just one that's just like, just like awful, like unlistenable, like for instance, let's take Scorpion. Nowhere near a ten out of ten, but let's just pretend every song on there was flawless. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but Ratchet Happy Birthday was still on that track. That would not be a classic. Well, no. All right, here's here's my here's my example. Let's do like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That's a ten out of ten. No skips. Right, but if I'm listening to the album, let me go look. Yeah, I'm definitely skipping some probably I'm, on the I'm album. Skipping, back. like it's an hour long album. Like I'm probably skipping Power. Crazy. Mm, I don't know if I'm skipping Power. I'm skipping other ones, but I'm not, not skipping power. anything on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Like if I'm playing it through, like I don't really, I'm just not in the mood to hear power. I've heard that song a ton of times. Like it's not that doesn't mean it's like a skip because it's not unlistenable. Like if I'm in the mood to hear power, I'm gonna let it play through. But like I feel like a skip is a song I'm never in the mood to listen to. The way I viewed it was no album that's a ten out of ten can have that. I agree. Like I like I have to like I have to be able to play every song. But it's still a great. It's still a good song. Or like I can listen to it. Yeah, but when I'm on the album playback, like I just I might just want to hear my three favorite potent tracks back to back for this playback. Right, that's my this time. That's my point. I'm not trying to hear the whole album. I just want to hear my three, four favorite tracks off this. Okay, well, but that don't mean it's let's let's pretend you do want to hear the whole album, (laughs) and you're not just skipping because you heard it too much. Like in the case of a new album, basically, I think yes, every song kind of has to hit. 
if we're gonna call it a ten out of ten. Like on a new album, for sure. On first listen, it oh, kind of it can be a classic. Can it be a ten out of like? I think a, you can have a classic that's not necessarily a ten out of ten. I'm not even talking about. I think we're just talking about like when you're rating like even new, like a new because our last arguments were a lot talking about going back on like nostalgic albums and saying that we're not listening to songs because we have like you know homegrown favorites on that project. But like, imagine trying to you know rate a ten out of ten album that like you don't have like a ton of history with like something newer so like in that case yeah you can't have a skip and be a 10 out of 10 yeah i have to be like fully have to be does SOS have any skips yes yes is it a 10 out of 10 no no it's a classic though it's a classic so i think that's a good example yeah i think a 10 out of 10 you can't really have no skips like you can definitely have like yeah like master saying a hierarchy tiered system like these four or five are like truly like generational. Like the other 50% is like great songs, like love them. And then there's just 25% that are good songs, but I love the other ones more that they probably don't get as played as much. I think that's that's good. I think you but you can't mean. be like unlistenable or like trash or like, nah, I don't know what they was doing here. Like you're scratching your head. If I'm scratching my head, nah. Pretty generous with um, the talent. I feel like not much qualifies as a 10 out of 10. And that's why it's a 10 out of 10. Like, you should be as hard as possible on a 10 out of 10. Oh, I'm saying no skips. No, but you were like 50% are like, wow. <laughs> Some are like, okay. No, 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 no. I'm nah, it's saying gotta like, be like if one get, or two that are like, if like, like every, two, if the like, whole album should feel like, wow, for a 10 out of 10. That's a 10 out of, that's what a 10 out of 10 is. It's like the album. But I don't even know if that's I can make it like I an agree. album that's like every song is a wow. Even Yeezus, it's my favorite Yay project, but like not every song is wow to me. So there's not many 10 out of 10s. There shouldn't be many 10 out of 10s is my point. Like not much should be able to qualify as a 10 out of 10. And that's okay. So what's a 10? So I guess what's a 10 out of 10 for you? Is Blonde a 10 out of 10? No. I thought my what's people Twisted Fantasy was a 10 out of 10. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, that's kind of... <laughs> it's Channel is a 10 Orange out of 10. a 10. No. Illmatic, Illmatic, like every ten song out of tens come wow. through like once every like ten years. Like it's not you're not hearing ten out of tens often. Okay, all right. Is is to pimp a butterfly ten out of ten? Yeah, wait, wait. I just want to hear like what's the last one we've gotten? You think most recent ten out of ten? Can be like question. a smaller project too. It don't have to be like super because a lot of the albums recently have been longer, which is hard. To, you know, get that. Let's see. Oh, look. let me look at this track list before I say this opinion. I don't know if it's, you also need time. No, just in your opinion, you don't have to be super serious. Like after hours might be a ten out of ten. One, out in a few years, but it needs time. Like there's I'm nothing not, on that album. I'm not, like, not, I'm not, I was like really, I, was, I liked everything on that album. I'm not gonna argue against that. I don't know if I'll argue for it, but I'm definitely not gonna like push back against yeah, that. I ain't, I ain't arguing for no ten out of ten on that. Nine out of ten. <laughs> I can't get there. I would say, I think Kendrick got two contenders for a 10 out of 10 with Pimp and um, Good Kid, Mad City. Those albums are flawless. You're really Um, big to Pimp a Butterfly fan, huh? You think that's a 10 out of 10? I think it's definitely like a, again, people hate on it because it's not some like, I think you can casually listen to some songs on it, but it's not a casual listen. Like it's a very much... With this not to be a tip of butterfly discussion, but no, I I love that album. When I turn it on and I want to listen to it, yes, 
that that album is great. I'm trying to just I'm just trying to run through artists. I don't think Cole has any that that can contend. If Cole didn't have Drake. dreams on Four So Drive, that would be a ten out of ten. <laughs> Fair. Yeezus is ten out of ten for me. Ten perfect songs. Drake don't have none. Mm. No. You know, it's the issue they say he'd never make. He'll never make like a ten song album because he's trying to please too many people. So he doesn't ever really get like the gift of consolidation. Excuses. All right. Let's, uh, All right. Yo, <laughs> it's nasty. <laughs> you mentioned Drake Chance, so you said Take Care is in a ten out of ten. Were there skips on Take Care? Since this is your, you just take it away. This is your segment. Go for it. All right, so we just doesn't take care. So went diamond, which I want to talk about this album because it went diamond. So recency, but. I think it is one album where, like, our generation, like, people in our age bracket, like, young 20s, mid-20s, even people a little bit older, like your older siblings, Drake was kind of like our Jay-Z, quote-unquote, like, our guy, like how LeBron is our guy and the generation before us, Jordan was their guy and the generation before them, Magic and Bird was their guys. Like, Drake is our guy, so... This was album. I feel like a lot of people it came out when we were super young. What do you think Drake is our guy? I feel like my brother's generation gets to claim Drake is their guy, not us. All right, so I'm editing a pod right now, and in retrospect, this was a either terrible or great question to ask because we went on like an hour long rant, and um, yeah, the episode's already pretty long, so I don't want to include the whole rant or debate or whatever. So yeah, I'm just gonna speed through that and then get back to the episode. That's what I'm saying. That's you. For me, nigga, at 15, I was talking to girls through. If you're reading this, it's too late. Derrick Rose tore his ACL. Nigga, I was I fucking destroyed. I <laughs> Thank you. That's my exact point. That's my exact fucking point. Chase, hey, man. After that lengthy discussion on whether Drake is the guy. Um, let's talk about take care, man. So, like I mentioned earlier, it went diamond, so it sold t- ten million copies. Um, the other day dropped in two thousand eleven, so it's been thirteen, fourteen years. It's been a long time, man. While I wouldn't, I don't know if I would call it Drake best album. I think no denying that it's his most essential. Like if if you never heard Drake, if an alien came to Earth. And want to know who the hell is this guy Drake we've been hearing about all throughout the galaxy? They, I, we, we would get him take care. Like it would be on the golden record that they put on the Voyagers at these, and they send out to space. Um, how do y'all feel about 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 take care? It's a classic. Is, is it y'all favorite classic? I'm not giving some lie. other adjectives. I wasn't. Um, I mean, definitely defining or definitive. You know. Like, I think it, it forced it forced consumers to make a choice, which I love when artists, like, it's almost like the new Yeet Project. Like, 
you walked away from Take Care, like either liking Drake and kind of his vision and direction of where he was going, or like you didn't, and like you just didn't really see it. And I was one of the niggas that didn't see it. I mean, granted, I was 11, but at the same time, like, it like the themes weren't hitting, obviously, but <clears throat> it just wasn't like, of course, until those like later years, like high school, going back, running the album back, like those songs start settling in. And you obviously have the nostalgic nostalgic value of, you know, hearing them when you were younger, but they kind of just have this different meaning. So I think it's one of his projects, obviously, just for me, based on age, um, that's kind of revamped itself over time the most, where every time I go back, it's like I'm, I'm hearing something new. I think Apple Music described it best. Their first paragraph, they said, Drake's magnum opus, Take Care, is best compared to a fine wine. From the dark, warm tones of his cover art to the long waiting period between inception and release, everything about the album exudes opulence. And like a vintage port, the album has aged beautifully, standing as one of the most beloved, most decadent moments of Drake's illustrious discography. I think that's it. Like, it's the quintessential Drake album. Who wrote that? (laughs) Drake must have pinned that himself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I also think no, yeah, I think I think that's a great description though. Yeah, I think it's the quintessential Drake album. I think when it's all said and done, and like Drake finally gets his gold jacket, and like what did Drake contribute to hip hop? You just have to show them take care. Like this wasn't the wave at the moment. Like he made this shit the wave. It might sound normal to you now, but like at the time, this shit was not normal. <laughs> like I think this is his offering to rap as a genre. I have some uh, stats too. Um, obviously we talked about billboard earlier, but you know, one of the billboard charts that I do really find interesting is the billboard 200s chart, which kind of just ranks the 200 best highest streaming albums, um, of all time. And I don't know if people know, but I think like Drake's take care hasn't left the 200s chart since it debuted. Um, right now it's sitting at 30 last week. It was at 23. It's been on the chart. I was about to say like 175 or some shit. 30 is crazy. (laughs) Last week it was 23. um, And it spent 572 weeks on the chart. Now just for kind of, you know, reference, like the only other artists that are kind of eclipsing that 500 week mark, it's like Michael Jackson, Thriller, (laughs) Guns N' Roses, Greatest Hits, Nirvana, never mind like classics now you can feel how you want to feel about drake does he have a classic album does he not have a classic album yes um but i do think like you know and stats aren't everything and charts aren't everything numbers aren't everything but i do think this is like just one of those drake stats that like nobody ever talks about like how long (laughs) take care has been just designated or just you know placed as a top 200 album of all time you know as soon as it came out it's kind of just stayed there in history for 572 weeks so i'm not gonna lie to y'all man um like drake 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 really he he he, he, he did his thing on this one man. it's an hour and a half <laughs> and when i when i look at this it's not today, like a radio man. host from 2011 <laughs> like it just dropped <laughs> when i look at the track list man like I don't think you could do this today, bro. Like, this massive of an album, but it don't feel as long as it is. 
it's really 20 songs, bro, but there are really no skips on this one. I think, I think, yeah, I, I like the fine wine comparison because that's how I about sum this up. Like, again, we were young as hell when this came out, so we weren't really resonating with as many of the themes, but the shit still sounded great. Like, I knew Crew Love was a hit. Maybe, maybe I didn't understand exactly what the hell that meant, but I knew that was tough. The headlines, man. We remember that music video. Tough. Kendrick is tied to this album, man. Weekend is tied to this album. So many great things I remember about this generation of music, man, tied to this album. So let's just get into some superlatives, bro. Like, what what's what's the song for y'all that maybe you would skip then or didn't like as much then? Like, what what did you like then and what do you like now? Give me two or three. If, and if that's changed that off for you. I loved Crew Love then. I love Crew Love now. I didn't like cameras then. I've really loved cameras over the last like five, ten years. Those are probably like the two highlights. This I love it's what I love most about the album in general. It's the part that like never gets talked about. It's the fact that the first single for the album was Marvin's Room. And like nothing about that song screams single. Like I know it's gotten like played so much to the point now that everybody's like, Yeah, it's a single, it makes sense. But like Nothing about that song sings like says single. And like Drake was in an interview and he talked about like how when he chose that song for a single, the label was like, Nigga, are you sure? <laughs> like this one? And he was like, Yeah, I just feel it. And then like that's what I like the most. Like he just trusted that. Like the fact that he really went all in with it. So I always give Marvin's room love, even though it's like kind of overplayed. Uh Crew Love, I think that was like everybody's introduction to the weekend. He dropped trilogy a month later. So that was like amazing. And then, like Vance, cameras, good ones go. But it was like at the time I had a crush on a girl named Cameron. So I was like, oh, shit, this song's for me. That's crazy. <laughs> Nigga, I would have been sick. I would have thrown this album in the trash. I'm not going to say them because obviously y'all said them already. Um, I- I'm going to start with two that I really, really have liked. Like, just as I got older, bro. The Ride. The Ride is a great one that... I wasn't that into when I was younger. I also think, as crazy as it sounds, shy for me, bro. Like I love that song. Um, <laughs> and look what you look what look what you've done. I, this I is, like this, look I what think, you've done. It's a good song. I think, like y'all said, bro. As we got older and like experienced more shit, you you realize you could resonate with a lot of the shit bro could talk about. And I think you know. That's why I make it his most quintessential album because that's always been Drake thing. Like everybody feel like they can resonate with bro. And I think, you know, that he probably does his best job at that here. Cause nowadays, fuck, it's just about I mean, you seen the sticky music video. Like nobody could resonate with this shit. He was twenty five. Nigga be truck to the plane to the truck. It's crazy. Twenty five. Yeah. Is this is this Drake's best project? No, not my no. opinion. Not my opinion. Is it a first ballad classic? Yes. I'm on the ropes or on the fence, but like I won't be mad at people that call it a classic. I'm not one. Yeah, I'm not against it. I think it's a first ballad classic. Uh, nigga, you just said all them stats, <laughs> and you don't know if it's a classic. I'm just saying, like it's gone, like it's gone crazy, like. Not in my personal classifications, but I do think like there's classic records on there. I think like the numbers are crazy. 
If you were just to, make, what what doesn't make it a classic? Then let's, let's dig into that. Um, like I think it's just most like I don't think a like a ton of the songs have aged like great. I also think that it had a lot of great value, obviously because it was his you know kind of breakout project. I just think that there like it could have just been executed better, like. If we're talking about skips, I think there were too many skips for me. Um, Name them. But, like, again, you have to remember, like, this Drake never, like, I wasn't a huge Drake fan at this time. So, like, hell yeah. What you skipping? Hell yeah fucking right was never crazy to me. Ever. It was never crazy to me. Um, Practice. The real her. I like the Nicki record. Birdman song is getting skipped. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I like over my dead body. Like I'm not a huge fan of shot for me. It's just like the highs were high for me, like really high for me. It's almost like the V's album. Like <laughs> there was a lot of stuff in here that I didn't really care for, but the highs were super high. But you know, there was something for everybody on here, which is like why I think is why the numbers look like that and <clears throat> why it's regarded as such. You guys will see the points where like. Hold on, hold on, on that. I could only see age well because Drake have gotten like so many, so much better in these departments. That's what um, I'm saying. But I can't fault him for that. Like at the time, like of course, like as, if a nigga show you they could do more, they are they better with time and they develop like clearly. But this still definitely hold his own. But for sure, like he definitely raps better on his later records. He definitely sings way better. The music definitely sounds a little bit more developed or whatever the case may be, but nah, this is still still great work. Still first. Battle. I have two questions that we can get another unheard. One, does do you guys give any, any credence to the weekend claims about this album? About how he gave up half of House of Balloons to make Take Care? Does that weigh at all on how you feel about the album? Not really doesn't move me but like i've also just i feel like that's been so like not known but it's kind of been so intertwined with like the lore around that album that it's kind of just been accepted for so long i don't think that changes things yeah i don't think it changed anything for me but when you do look at like the ones that i don't actually know the ones he's been connected to but the ones i would assume he's been connected to which would be like clearly the ride I would think he has something to do with cameras. Obviously, Crew Love. Maybe even Marvin's Room. I mean, it's like some of the best records on there. So, I mean. The, according to The Weeknd, he said. The way Drake. I had so many rec- records left. He said, I had so many records left and then Take Care came through. Crew Love, Shot For Me and The Ride were supposed to be on House of Balloons. Uh, he said, I gave oh, up well. almost half of my album. It's hard. I will always be thankful. If it wasn't for the light he shined on me, who knows where I'd be. So, it's kind of like that. <clears throat> no, thank you, Weekend, for your contributions. Like, and last but you did what was needed. <laughs> like, you're getting a gold jacket like by extension. So, last question: Do you guys feel like this album has kind of gotten lost in the ether of all the Drake albums since he's dropped so many great projects since then? That this one's kind of gotten lost in the mist. For sure, rightfully yeah. so. Though I feel like. I feel like for the reasons I mentioned earlier, the fact that he has gotten better in all these categories. Like, again, Elm still hits. 
no doubt about it. But to me, it would have to be if you're reading this. I think that was really Drake. Like he was just untouchable right there. To me, that felt like his most untouchable <laughs> moment before he really went pop. Like that was right before he really went pop, and he just made it felt like he was making the music he wanted to make. All right, we get on here. And I feel like that this better than nothing was the same too. I personally vote nothing was the same over this. Yeah, likewise. But you want to take it to unheard chance? Speaking of the baby face voice niggas, man, I'm gonna play one of them niggas that sound like um four bats. Um, play um play the Florida baby by Isaiah Falls. Oh, she a Florida baby, and she love it when the sun comes out. Sweetheart, but the thug comes out sometimes. Sometimes she gotta put herself in check. She don't take no disrespect. You don't even got no effect Cause she ain't living check to check Her ass getting fatter now She in the gym eating better now She ain't tryna settle down When you ain't got your shit together segment every week it's industry shit and this week um you know i'm walking on eggshells you know tiptoeing i'm not here to throw any blame just here to present a discussion that is currently going on you know similar to four bats you know i'm not here no strong opinions um but today's topic it does cover beyonce um, and this was kind of in response to a lot of, I guess, praise and um, just kind of discourse around her surrounding the Grammys and snubs and the Renaissance album. Um, <clears throat> so I think on Instagram Live, um, a songwriter that's worked with Beyonce, Tiffany Red, um, made allegations essentially that Beyonce is <clears throat> taking a percentage of songs that she didn't write um, on Renaissance, that songs were written years ago and then basically sent to Beyonce, sold to Beyonce. Um, and then when the song came out, she took, I guess, more of a percentage than is quote unquote industry standard or what was expected. Um, Tiffany Red alleges that it was 25%. So <clears throat> a fourth of the publishing rights to the tracks. And I guess to kind of put it in perspective to let people know, like when it comes to earning income off the of songs, you know, you have two avenues. Um, and these kind of stem from way back in the day when music was still on, you know, like vinyl and stuff like that. You had your physical song. So the sheet music, whatever was being played or sung on piano, the lyrics, the physical copy, the song. Then you had the recording. So, you know, you would have a song, you would go to a publishing company, 
they would take you around New York or wherever to a bunch of different labels. <clears throat> you would have meetings with a bunch of niggas like Elvis. Um, they would go in studios, basically perform your song, see if they can cook it up. If it was fire, they would drop it. And Elvis and his label, or whoever that was, they would own the master side of the of the song. So that's the recording. While you would own, you know, the physical song, the songwriting, which is called the publishing. So <clears throat> for songwriters, the publishing is really like the primary income for them. And this money is split amongst kind of all aspects of the industry. Movies, when, when a song's put in movies, there's money paid out to the master. There's money paid out to the publishing. When songs are played on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, there's master royalties and there's publishing royalties. <clears throat> but it's set up this way kind of for this system to be split amongst songwriters and artists, knowing that not all artists are songwriters, you know, not everybody's writing their own songs. Beyonce, their claim, I guess not her claim is um, a lot of fans and, and people are coming to her defense saying that, you know, Beyonce's this mega artist. If... <clears throat> You didn't have to work with Beyonce. You didn't have to sell your song to Beyonce. Um, without Beyonce, the song wouldn't be making any money anyway. Therefore, she should be able to kind of damn near do what she wants on the song. And that kind of just came became a topic of conversation all week. You had a lot of songwriters speaking up, um, saying that the percentage was too much. Other people saying that it was kind of okay because it's a megastar like Beyonce. What was the percentage again? Did you Do you know it's the like exact the allegation was 25%. That Beyonce got 25 or the songwriter was only left with 25? That Beyonce got 25%. So she got her percentage of like, you know, the master recording that she splits with the label. And then also took 25% of the publishing, even though she didn't really write any part of the song. So what side and, of the fence are you, you on? <clears throat> Why did you give me with the Uno reverse card? I think it was prepping to go into war. I think, um, I think, or I think an artist, especially at like Beyonce's magnitude, doesn't need to eat off of publishing. That you know, songwriters are trying to live just off. Greedy. Yeah, it's just unnecessary. Like those are pennies. That's McDonald's money at the end of the day. And of course, you know that's like stuff you give to your kids. The publishing, like we've talked about it on the podcast a couple times. But you know, artists that have these deep catalogs and 50, 60 years, they sell their publishing for these crazy amounts of money because they just don't want to deal with the admin work anymore. Um, so you get it, you know, why artists try to get that publishing percentage because that's the long money that's going to go to your grandkids and stuff like that. But come on, bro. It's Beyonce. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm not here to blame or be like, oh, Beyonce's an unethical <clears throat> artist. She needs to set the standards better. But that was kind of where the songwriter was coming from, you know. She was praising her, saying, you know, Beyonce's like the Michael Jackson of our generation. I was just saying, like, but, you know, with that great power comes great responsibility. Like you got, you also have the ability to kind of change the standards of how things are done. And like, not only are you not changing the standards, like you're going, (laughs) 
you're taking more of a you're taking more of a percentage. <laughs> she knows she knows she yeah. ain't tripping. Like, I don't think people, it's okay. There's no I don't think people that's how that's how the world works, man. Um Yeah. So chance let's chance let's, let's, pretend, let's pretend you're a songwriter in this but instance. Listen, listen, listen. No, no, no. I'm I'm pretending I'm a songwriter and I get it. <laughs> you should definitely advocate for yourself. So I see why she's saying it and it just like I think the the big picture message you trying to get out is just like just chill out like niggas be going cuckoo for cocoa puffs over these celebrity <laughs> like and it's like relax like they're just people. This is a whole separate take. Out. He just wanted to give this take. That's not what she said. <laughs> had nothing to do with the conversation. <laughs> he just wanted to get this take off. Ex- yeah, are you in the beehive? You said excuse her, but she's just like she's just human. No. I don't know, man. I, I like it's two. It's two. It's two sides of it. Because that, I, like, yeah, Beyonce shouldn't be taking it, but at the same time, like, I'm not about to be crying about like only having like 25 percent instead of no. like 40 percent. And it's like a B. I have a record with Beyonce. You know, that's what I'm saying. I get, I get both. There's a lot of niggas. That's what I'm saying. She, she blow it up, 100 of nothing. You can have 100 exactly. of nothing, or you can have 40 percent of Beyonce publishing. What do you want? Yeah. That's what. That's how it's I view it. It's a sick game. It's a sick game, but that's what it is. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. You can't blame her, but that's just the system we in, bro. And I ain't gonna lie, y'all know of all people, Jay Z and Beyonce not going <laughs> capitalist. <laughs> Black no excellence. man, they get into that cheddar. They just bought that two hundred million dollar house, man. How y'all think that's getting paid for? <laughs> Publishing money. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Ty's not laughing. So <laughs> Ty's like, yo, two hundred million dollar <laughs> crib just sounds crazy, though. Like, what do you mean, two hundred million? It was a crazy <laughs> crib. And I'm he's not wrong. Though. He's not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> publishing money is going straight to the mortgage, bro. Or not even mortgage; it might be fully paid off, bro. Uh, you know what I'm saying, man. Good little chat, though. But, that's what. That's the only kind of thing I saw happening in the, you know, industry streets this week. As you could cut this out, but I'm just laughing because I just know you work in the industry, son. So you're just not trying to say nothing. Don't know. I just have nothing to add. <laughs> like I, I get it. <laughs> Damn, bro. So you, you, you on the side of the capitalist? I mean, just logic. Like, no, I mean, he got. If I wrote it, nigga, Beyonce on my song, I would, I would give the song to Beyonce. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> like, Whatever just, percentage she wants, for real. Yeah, I mean, one percent of that. You don't have to work y'all for the rest not of the in, year. And y'all not, y'all not, y'all not indicting Beyonce for taking it though. Y'all think she should be more ethical? Yeah, for sure, should. <laughs> but like, I also understand why. It's not like she's doing something like. Super unusual. Um, uh, it's also like the song to be honest. Like, it's, it's not like it's the most incredible songwriter. It's like nine times out of ten, she's making a song. Niggas <laughs> like, act like single ladies was fucking snooze. Like no, you won't break my soul. <laughs> Thank you. You won't break my soul. Basic ass song. You won't break my soul. She wrote that. Like this, what you mad about? <laughs> she thought she thought that she was gonna get money if Beyonce wasn't on it. There we go. So the real answer has come out, man. <laughs> I 
That's funny as hell. Trying to get no. mad at Beyonce over some You won't break my soul. <laughs> you won't break my soul. <laughs> the most basic song possible. Oh man. That's real comedy. It's a great laugh. All right. But yeah, so what you Blue Lips, March first, this this Friday. Were y'all like Odd Future? Wait, he, no, he wasn't Odd Future. He was like TDE Black Kid. He was adjacent. Were y'all, he was like cool with Were y'all Mac doing Bellin. that shit? Were y'all, did he have y'all wearing bucket hats and shit? He did have me wearing a bucket hat in eighth grade. I won't lie. Chance? No. I did like Schoolboy Q, though. I just know that bucket I really hat like that, um, was crazy. I really like that first album. Oxymoron. Classic. That had collard greens. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I haven't heard. I mean, Crash Talk was his last album. What? Like in 2019? Yeah. I like that song with Kid Cudi. I don't really remember the rest of them. Yeah, the worst Travis Scott feature of all time on Chopsticks. It might be Chopsticks. the worst song of all time. <laughs> Chopsticks. <laughs> no, sir. Chopsticks. <laughs> it was terrible. It was such a terrible song. <laughs> song was so bad. <laughs> And, that was and the they were teasing thing. it too. Track three, yeah. They were teasing it like it was the craziest song mm-hmm. that ever dropped. Like Travis about to drop, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I won't say I'm hyped for the project. I was never really like huge on the TDE kind of crew, but I'll give it a listen. I feel like he's like respects music, and for that, like, I'll give it a listen for sure. The rollout has like shown that he might be taking this pretty serious, so I'll I'll definitely give it a listen on Friday. It drops this Friday. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. I haven't I haven't been into the heavy shit lately. I feel like this might be one of them. All that Griselda shit. Remember from years <laughs> back, man? It was just fucking overloading us with that shit. <laughs> Fatigue. <laughs> I just want to hear shit like the carnival. <laughs> <laughs> go, 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 go. That shit gets you on a roll. Uh, yeah. All right. Like that shit tough. If you don't bro. want the heavy shit, Faye Webster's dropping Undressed at the Symphony also this Friday. Come on, man. This is my time. I'm stepping up to the plate. I need Faye <clears throat> to steal home as soon as I hit this base hit. Like, I'm relying on Faye, like, to win this championship for the team right now. Like, we haven't even done the label draft. She's not even on the label or anything like that. But, you know, I have so much stock invested in Faye. It's like my entire 401k. It's my house. Like, if this doesn't hit, I'm finished. So... She's one of the best out there, though, in that, you know, alternative, quote unquote, alternative lane. It covers that word, covers so many types of music, but that soft spoken kind of indie rock sounds like a random girl you would like. I don't even know you where you would see her at, bro. She might be like alone at a baseball game. You'd be like, Why, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> All time is Faye Webster. She's cool as shit from Atlanta. That's probably in my first listen. That's this Friday? Yeah. It's it's just like reading the tea leaves of everything. It kind of it might be in like classic talks. It's 10 tracks. Like anytime I see something like 10 tracks for your album, I'm like, oh, you really chiseled this down. This is refined. And it's gonna be a great the listen. The singles were the singles were a little slow to be fair, but that you know me, I'm gonna move the goalposts. Like I've always been of the belief that like if you give us some singles and they're kind of phony ish. I'm like, okay, you got some real, you saved all the real crack for the, for the project. So, you know, she's getting a lot of hype right now on TikTok. I know that's not y'all side of TikTok, but Faye Webster's going crazy right now on TikTok. Um, last two projects have been getting played a lot. So I hope she follows up. 
Like she's on some lucky shit. I can't lie. This is like this would be a. Be, it looks like she'd just be doing shit. Like I Google Faye Webster and what's the images? Look like she'd just be doing shit. That's how I describe it. So I'm excited. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, she's in like the is it Charlotte Day or Phoebe Bridgers that like will pop up at like random basketball games like courtside. Speaking of Charlotte Day, don't go don't don't hey be careful with them comparison. I'm not I'm talking about I'm just, talking about greatness here. Baby. She also just, announced yeah. an upcoming album. I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it Cyan? Cyan blue. Oh, I've never mm-hmm. known that cyan word blue. either. Cyan, right? It's like a, it's like a shade of blue. So I got that part. I was, cyan. I was talking about the pronunciation. I mean, we know it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it comes out May third. Um, I like the single with um, Snow yeah. Allegra. I don't know if y'all heard it. Great song. She got it. That single is elite. It's a, it's a good song. I mean, I ain't Snow gonna drop the quiet I need three to step her game and up it was a little all bit. Great, and heard, nobody talked about it. <laughs> I heard that too. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see it was that. A whole, I didn't see it that. wasn't a three pack, but it was three singles like all in succession. It was just quiet for each one. But oh, all well, great. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. They're good. It's been a lot of R and B. You know, you saw the SZA. She just dropped the record. What's it called? Saturn. Yep. How do y'all feel about it? Yeah. I'm seeing people call it. Sound like pack. leftovers from, yeah. from what you call it. Yeah. So it's gonna do no wrong. More R and B, more TV. Sir. I'll play it. Announced heavy. His follow up to what was that twenty eighteen project that was really good? The one with John. Oh, real good. John, whatever that song was called. Chasing Summer was the name of the project. Twenty nineteen. Really oh, good yeah. project. John He's Redcorn. finally following up. March twenty second. Heavy. Then you got Normani. Are you- Everybody's been like, where is she? What's going on? Does she even make music? Announced dopamine. No release date, but she gave us a title and a cover art. It says she gave us a title and cover art with no single. They said that was crazy. <laughs> but other people were saying that that shows that she has like a lot of confidence in the music coming out. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Because she's like, was like what Doja Cat kind of turned into, right? Was what Normani was supposed to be, right? In terms of pop star, she's status. supposed to be the one of those pop stars for sure, and she kind of lives up to the billing of like she'll pop up once, disappear, <laughs> and never again. So she has that like aura around, I guess, of like pop star, kind of move on my own time. Fuck, there's a vacuum, bro. So if this is the time to seize that Doja, that Doja bag. This is the time to do it. I agree. There's not too many in that pop lane. Get to the chicken. Flo Millie, she's getting to the chicken right now. Get to the chicken, Normani. Uh, other chance yeah. your guy, your guys teaming up with your other guys. Like, <laughs> it's like your op, your yeah, op is, teaming, really your op is teaming up with like your best friend. <laughs> like, I don't know how you have to feel about this James Blake and Lil Yachty album coming up. That, that was sore when I seen this one. Man. <laughs> but I'm like, I ain't gonna lie though. I have to give it to Yachty, bro. Um, that nigga, that nigga Drake, Loki, see Yachty as a lifeline. Like, Yachty been going crazy. He gave Drake some of his best songs last year. Everything he been hopping on been going crazy. So, hey, these two together, there's going to be some crazy production. Um, who's going to be doing the performances, though? That's the key thing. It's just going to be like them two getting together on production. Then they're going to do, like, you know, the the the, the compilation it's definitely going to be way more in the James Blake world than in the Yachty world well yeah I figure but Yachty could definitely I mean Yachty been I feel like he he got something I guess it's going to be like electronic rap because Yachty just rapped over the Fred again shit 
He dropped a single rapping over some like electronic Terrible. Beat. Terrible. <laughs> James Blake's Terrible. last project was electronic leaning. It's probably gonna be like that. Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good call. That's a good I don't call. know how much rapping I won't do, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to expect, bro. I feel like I trust him more, bro. I'm more trusting him. <laughs> You've come around on so, Yachty a little bit. Okay. I'll come around a little bit, bro. Like, I, I can't lie. I can't deny it. He's been great. Last one uh, of projects upcoming that have like been announced. The one I'm most excited about, Tierra Whack, Worldwide Whack, March 15th. Finally follow, following up Whack World or whatever this from 2018. This is since Wax World? Yep. She, I mean, she dropped like these little EPs of like pop, country, rap. But uh, this is like her first real project since then. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, she had a ton of buzz. I'm glad she's still out here. This will probably get some talk amongst, like, you know, the, like, Fantano community, right? <laughs> Such a backhanded compliment. I mean, no, but... I'm just saying in terms of, like, the blog. Like, <laughs> like I just know that, like, uh, all, like, my homies that, like, were deep into the blogs were, like, big Tierra. Nigga wrote off the match. They were big uh, Tierra Wack fans <laughs> when she first came out. So, I would, I, like, and I know those niggas be loyal, so I would expect those same people to pop back out with this project. Was all I'm saying. I've popped back out. I'm ready for whatever she drops. Let's see. A lot of different names right here, man. A lot of diversity <laughs> on this list. That Charlotte Day just jump off the page. Though. And second, I'm, I'm second most excited about the James Blake and Yachty, and then I'm gonna have to give it to the Zer. I'm looking forward to them. These are all things we have to take into account. Next week, we're doing our label draft, 2024 official. If you're listening, mark it on your calendar. It's the biggest moment, one of the biggest moments in the podcast for the whole year. Uh, last year, it was like I'm a bubble that. championship since the pod. We took a break. It's a little bubble. We're not even going to claim who won the banner, but we know. If you know, you know. Uh, the year before that, I won. So we're going to see who wins this year. If you don't follow, we basically draft six artists each. Then throughout the, the year, the artist has, drops their projects, has these moments, whichever label has the best year, the co-host wins. So we're doing that next week. I'm not playing around with you niggas. I'm doing this <laughs> shit like fantasy this year. I'm about to put a spreadsheet together. I'm getting Spotify monthly listeners. I'm putting all the data analytics, touring data. I'm not playing around with y'all. I'm getting my title. That, you're the one. Anyway. You're the one I'm most scared of. I'm not gonna lie. Chance, Chance always. <laughs> Chance is like the Lakers. <laughs> he always drafts niggas like two years out of their prime. Yeah. <laughs> like that. He is the Lakers. Like two he years goes too late. Spencer Dinwiddie could be like, I give us thirty a game, thirty points per game. Like no. <laughs> like oh, he did do this on the Nets. That's Chance. Like he's like ah. Uh, Advanced the last two years. Back out. He's taking like an OKC Thunder approach of like. In two years, they'll be like if this was a keeper league, Vance would probably win. But it's not a keeper league. It's right now. Facts. So we'll Thank see. You. I'll take that compliment. That'll be for next year. I mean, next week, next week's episode, the highlight. You know what I? You know what I would like though. I just thought of this, bro. One, I need that Rilo V single. Oh yeah. But then I need. I'm after I hear the single. I think I'm gonna need a whole collab tape, bro. <laughs> but you just want to be teased by the single first, like you want the single. And then I don't know. I definitely need that single. I just thought of that, bro. I'm like, bro, where is where is that, man? What did he say about Bronny James? That. And she told me to take off he the said, Trojan. I'm not Bronny James. She want <laughs> some shit about the Trojan. I said, okay, <laughs> Rilo, too funny, bro. You said it. You, I mean, this is this is 
late, late, late game podcasting. Garbage minutes at this point, but <laughs> you were trying to throw that Rilo into the classic conversation. Hey, man. That Ben one. Classics of the streaming era? Classics of the street hip hop era? That Ben one is a classic, bro. <laughs> you should have took one of them, um, one of them, Tyler the Creators, all added that one. <laughs> That Ben one elite. Ben one over Igor. I'm with that. All right. That's it for this episode. Yeah, if you made Bye it this far. For tuning in. Nah. Go um again, go tap in on the IG, the Twitter. Like, subscribe. YouTube. Follow five stars. Unheard. Yeah. All yep. of it. All right. Unheard on me. And. Oh, you got more? Yeah, I was going to tell him download Cosign, man. Oh, yeah. Go download the <laughs> best streaming app. The best music discovery app, Cosign, available on Apple you know, Music. We're about to start running Just ads search. so that other people that listen think that we have an ad placement. <laughs> we're going to like really get it refined and put a script together. And you're going to be like, damn, these niggas are good at running ads. Like, well-spoken black men. Like, let's give them our product. <laughs> Articulate. Manscaped. The Manscaped. Nah, I, um, I refuse to talk about the ball wipes. We not <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy listening to like random podcasts and like that's this really... episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Yeah, I don't listen to podcasts. It's weird when like they do the prize pick shit. Niggas just pop out of nowhere with sports picks. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, what? Yo, bro. <laughs> Yo, conversation about mental health. Exactly. Prize picks. Do you like winning? I like winning. <laughs> I don't know. Tonight I got LeBron dropping 30. I'm like, nigga, what? You were just giving me mental health advice. <laughs> Did you, did you see the? Uh, this is funny. Did you see the SNL skit that was going viral on Twitter from I guess last night? Uh, they did a sports betting skit. No, I missed and it. it was like, it was like in this world, like there's so many apps. Like you got to get your picks. Like everybody's looking for diversity in sports betting. But they're like, we have to talk about the other side of sports betting too, like addiction, like friends that like need help, <laughs> like hotlines. But they're like introducing like the new product, like. Blank, like you have the ability to bet on like how like bad your friend like your degenerate friend will like end up in betting like well he, you can put a parlay on a divorce it's like will he lose his car will he lose his mortgage um there's like all this shit it was a funny ass skit we're just talking about like being able to place a parlay on your degenerate friend yeah and seeing like how badly into debt he'll go our generation is cooked on so many levels up. Like, it looked like we were beating like every allegation. We're finished. It's like we're gonna beat tobacco. Then they got the fucking jewels. It's like one of MLK's dream. Then FanDuel came. Like we not beating shit. We're finished, bro. We're finished for so many reasons, bro. Only fans tricking his back better than ever. We're cooked. Yeah, should have got more events. We're done. All right, I'm going to play selling dreams for my own. They sold a dream, but I ain't selling mine. Could have bought a Roly twice. Could have gone the other route, cruising with some heavy eyes. Could have been a lick, I can't remember if I drunk tonight. Saying that I hit it, why you spreading all these fucking lies? Started moving shifty ever since I got my money right. Huh. I'm not famous, but I'm bait, you gotta read the lines. I can fly out anytime, that's when I need my peace of mind. Fly out anytime, when I need my peace of mind. How you think that you can stunt on me? Puff some manners at the table, you should use a cutlery. Baby, I've been working, don't appreciate the fuckery. Talk behind my back, but when I see them, then they're spudding me. How you giving hella chat? Go on, show me couple racks. What I get, I give it back. London boy, go check the map. Yeah, she got the biggest back. Trying to get a bigger stack. She know that I got it. I don't even have to brag.
They sold their dream, but I ain't selling mine. Could have bought a Roly twice. Could have gone the other route, cruising with some heavy eyes. Could have been a lick, I can't remember if I drunk tonight. Saying that I hit it, why you spreading all these fucking lies? Started moving shifty ever since I got my money right. Huh, I'm not famous, but I'm big, you gotta read the lines. I can fly out anytime, that's when I need my peace of mind. Fly out anytime, when I need my peace of mind. High as hell, I got some tickets trying to sell. Got a show, so I won't be around. I'm trying to tour the world. Yeah, my thoughts are running heavy, so I stack them on the shelf. You can't hold it down for me the way I'm holding it myself. I've seen people come and go, I'm busy always on the road. Focused on some goals, I'm built for this, I couldn't fold. Fold it like some paper escalator that I'm on. I just hope it fucking hurts you when you're hearing on this song. They sold a dream, but I ain't selling mine. Could have bought a Roly twice, could have gone the other route. Cruising with some heavy eyes, could have been a lick, I can't remember if I drunk tonight. Saying that I hit it, why you spreading all these fucking lies? Started moving shifty ever since I got my money right I'm not famous but I'm bait, you gotta read the lines I can fly out anytime, that's when I need my peace of mind Fly out anytime, when I need my peace of mind Podcast over, dog.